Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now okay everybody i have something really cool to tell you about if you haven't heard yet about anchor it's the easiest way to make a podcast let me explain here it's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will uh, distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one single place. Now, the way that you can do this is you got to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm and then you can get started it's really fun we just switched over recently here at all too real too and i'm enjoying it so far so be sure to check it out and uh let us know what you think Too Real 2 podcast. Uh, I am your host, Michael E. Colin II, and with me, as always, is Matthew, the main man Haas. I like that nickname. The main man? Main man, I like that. Okay. Matt, the main man Haas. How you doing, Matt? Doing good. Doing good. So, uh, we watched a movie this week. Yeah. And we're going to talk about it. Um, it's a new thing for us. We don't really usually yeah, do that. That's but. pretty much all we do, though. No. <laughs> well, well, this is a new movie for us to watch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We watched another direct-to-video sequel. This one is called Cop and a Half, colon, New Recruit. Or maybe just Cop and a Half, New Recruit. Yeah. So it's the sequel to the... Uh, 1993 semi-popular crime comedy film uh, cop and a half the original you know starred uh, burt reynolds 
this time around we get uh, La Bamba's Lou Diamond Phillips, yep. who I'm a big fan of, actually. Mm-hmm. So that kind of made me want to see this movie. I don't know what it is about the guy, but there's something about him. Just, he's got he's know. got some charisma, that yeah. dude. Yeah. La 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 Bamba. It's a great, great movie. It is I love actually. That movie. We need to cover that for our other podcast okay, sometime. Sure. Yeah. Or well, uh, all, Bamba, all too real. What La Bamba two? No, no. There's no La Bamba <laughs> good, two. Good. Yeah, I don't think there can be a two because he dies <laughs> at well, the end. That's what I was worried about. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> It's about the making of the movie La Bamba. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and in it, I play Lou Diamond Phillips. It's weird. But, um... <laughs> okay, so... In this movie, which... I'll give them one big thing up front. I don't remember the original that much. But from what I re- read and what I uh, saw in the uh, trailer for the, the Burt Reynolds um, cop and a half. This is a completely original story. Like it's, I mean, you got the similar concept with a with a uh, a cop and then a kid mm. that that wants to be a cop. That's that's the only different. The only, I mean, the only similarities. And there's, you know, it's unlike other movies that we've done, like Sandlot Two or uh, um, Bigger, Fatter, Liar. <laughs> They were basically the same plot again. Yeah. Yeah. So, with a few slight changes, you know, not enough to make it worth watching the sequel. Whereas this one, I actually, I kind of enjoyed it. I I know you didn't enjoy it as much as me, Matthew, but Matthew, the main man, Haas. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I, I, uh, I kind of enjoyed this one. I mean, it had some really questionable uh cgi in it (laughs) and uh some of the acting was a little lame but i will tell you this the police in this movie were more believable than the police in kindergarten cop 2 (laughs) really i liked kindergarten cop 2 but the boss in that one I mean, I, I, I think that the, the FBI agents were okay, like, you know, Bill Bellamy's character and Dolph Lundgren's character in that movie. But their boss was like a caricature of a caricature. Yeah, I know. Whereas in this one, you actually have some kind of slightly grounded boss characters and other things like that. So it's like, you know, there are there is a little bit over the top in a lot of things. But I actually believe Lou Diamond Phillips is a cop. I believe uh, the little girl, Karina Foley, played by Lulu Wilson, is her name. She's supposed to, she's actually, uh, I guess, an up-and-coming actress. She's going to be in, like, some upcoming horror films and stuff like that. She's supposed to be a pretty good actress, and she wasn't too bad in this movie. She's a little over the top here and there, but yeah, you know. can't blame her necessarily as much as the director in the uh, writing. But, okay, so what's the plot here, Matt? Uh, the plot is that there's this... Uh, prankster going around the city uh, doing all kinds of weird things that the police can't really explain because like you know putting like cars on top of cars or sticking things up to the ceiling you know places stuff that you know they have no way of like there's no camera that captures like any person or whatever so they don't really know you know who is doing this or why they're doing it they always leave like a calling cards usually like a heart 
with like a rhyming like a poem on it or like and then a little, little plastic police badge yeah like a little toy and then uh that's like you know the person's like yeah they're calling him the badge bandit that's right the badge bandit and and uh so like they're um you know the lou diamond phillips is uh he's trying to catch him and he's ends up breaking protocol or whatever a bunch of times so his um his captain basically like has had enough and has him do you know desk work for a while and then uh you know the that's like the first part of you know the first main character's plot and then the second main character's plot is this girl who's like maybe like nine or ten years old eight or nine and she's like really obsessed with like detective work and stuff so she's trying to do something at school uh i forgot what because i was like um let my dog out and stuff at that time so i couldn't really <laughs> i know i know that she was spying on like these like pop this like popular you know she was trying to catch the word like a bitchy girl basically, yeah go basically ahead what she was yeah she, like, she was trying to catch these kids doing cyber bullying okay yeah it's basically what she was trying to do at the beginning of the movie and uh she was trying to catch them in the act and uh they just basically thought she was weird yeah and then doesn't she get caught though Doing, like she knew their password or something like that. Or? Yeah, well, yeah, she hacked into it. Oh, and then they caught. But, but but the thing is, it was like her the girls the girl's name was like Farah the okay. the bad the, the the bitchy girl. Okay. And uh, I guess her password was like Farah one exclamation point. Oh, okay. So she was like, great password, you know, or something. Like oh, that. I got yeah, you. I don't okay. know what she's. <laughs> you know, basically she's. Yeah. So yeah, so she's running away from that, and then she ends up. Um, I forgot if she got kicked out of school or she ran home or something but then she ends up um oh she ends up telling one of her friends like oh hey you see that guy across the street that guy's a cop or whatever and her friend's like how do you know he's oh i could just tell and like uh, she always wants him to be her deputy because she thinks she's a cop even at this age and uh, he's like i'm not your deputy i gotta go home so he goes home and then she basically like just walks up to the guy and it's like telling him how to do his job like you know your your car is very obvious and you know, and anyone can tell that you're on a stakeout or whatever. And then he tells her to leave, and then she doesn't leave. And then, <laughs> and then uh, he kicks down the door, and he finds um, uh, a bunch of drones, like like you know, like the flying you know, drones. flying drones. Yeah. And this person, like shadow of a person, kind of like, um, or is that? Am I getting ahead of myself? Uh, it's okay. I'm not, honestly, I don't remember if that happens right away. I know that she's ba- basically what what well, the reason that uh, the cop is doing the stakeout is because there was on the back of one of those notes was the name of this building that happened to be oh, yeah. coincidentally near the school. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, there's some kind of uh, science place where they were doing some kind of battery work where they were building batteries that were like long lasting, so you could you know make your drones fly longer. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, that's know. that's right. So yeah, so then he's taking out the factory or whatever the warehouse, and then she um, didn't leave, so she's like part of this now, and she kind <coughs> of technically helped them, you know, with with that part of the case. So then um, he ends up like taking her to the office or whatever, and then you know the the big boss is like, oh, I finally have my way to really you know fire him or to you know yeah the, yeah the 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 captain who according to imdb does not have a last name oh, okay that that's really great for a female actress you know let's just call her captain let's just call her let's not even give her a first or last name and she's wow. played she's played by janet kidder who i was curious based on her last name is the niece of margot kidder who oh. was the uh 
who was Lois Lane in the uh, Christopher Reeve Superman movies. Okay. Yeah. So, who just recently passed away, right. unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, she's she's the niece of her, and okay. she was actually a really good actress in this movie. That's yeah. what I'm saying. As the boss character, as the captain, she was nowhere near being over the top. She was believable in her role. Sure, she overreacted to a bunch of shit, but then again, so do all you know people in movies like this. Yeah, but she yeah she acted like a person. Yeah, not like um, not like the, a cartoon. The guy from the the camp or the whatever the captain from the kindergarten cop. Like like you said, he he was like a character of a caricature. Like the whole like I'm just gonna scream all my lines you for broke no reason. Protocol. You're gonna do desk work for the rest of your life, and it's like okay, we get it. Huh. You're you're like the hard ass, you know, yeah, captain. You, but you know, she still conveyed that without doing that. Well, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? She was the she conveyed a, she conveyed authority. Without being an asshole. Yeah. Which was it's good. Interesting, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, sad that she, you know, almost wasted that, that role on such a cheesy movie. But, you know, hey, you got to treat every role like it's, you know, your last role, I guess. So that way you, you do a top-notch job no matter what. So, um, <laughs> yeah. not making fun of the movie. I'm just saying it's like a low-budgety kind of like cheesy kind of, you know, what the the CGI graphics were terrible. Um well, she did have a recurring role, which I was trying to figure out where I knew her from. Mm-hmm. Um, she had a recurring role um, as uh, Ruve Adams in uh, the TV series Arrow, who was kind of a villainous character. And she was amazing in that show, but she, she was in like seven episodes of that show. So oh, wow. and she, she got to she got to shine in that, you know, a little bit, which was good. Uh, that's where I didn't I wasn't sure where I knew her from. But she's been in a lot of things like a lot of a lot of things produced in Canada because she's Canadian. OK, so, you know makes sense and arrows produced in canada and uh she was in the x files which was produced there she's grace point which was there uh yeah a lot of things supernatural which is produced in canada created by somebody from sylvania though yeah sylvania yeah. ohio which is near where we're recording this right now the studio is located in toledo ohio and he went to south through high school and i went to north through high school yeah so that's pretty cool you know to have fun. so so where where will we after this then? What what happens in the? Uh, well, he, uh, he you know he's basically like being punished for involving a child at uh, one of his uh, you know well for one thing he wasn't even supposed to be doing a stakeout he was he was you know he was, he was supposed to be on desk duty so he was already breaking he was already going to you know going against authority for that alone and then involved a child you know against his will because he told her to leave but still he still involved the child and then. Uh, see, I was getting the impression for a while that like she didn't really have like parents at home a lot because mm-hmm. like she was always like every time he, you know he asked her like where you know where are your parents or whatever she'd always kind of like change the subject. So I was like felt kind of sorry like oh maybe she's her parents are always working or whatever. Type I think we thing. had already like, seen her mom in that one scene though prior to that. Oh, well, the, no, the uh, scene where she feeds her dog. Was that? Oh, maybe that's right. That's right. She said, "Mom, I'm okay." Well, yeah, yeah. I guess I missed that or wasn't paying attention. Mm-hmm. But um, so. <laughs> uh, he, you know, he's, he, you know, for the most of the movie, he's pretty much trying to dissuade her from getting involved in his cases because it's dangerous and, you know, it's not for kids. And she just keeps, you know, doing what she's going to do. He's very stubborn like that. So he kind of gives her like, you know, little jobs to do like that really won't, you know, jeopardize her safety or whatever. Um, but she, uh, he ends up taking her home one of these uh, days and that's where he meets um, her mom and there's kind of like this little interesting thing you thought that maybe 
there would be like a spark between them, which there kind of was, but didn't really go anywhere. It, it just it, yeah, I mean, it kind of did, but not really. It's just kind of yeah. I I mean, if there's ever a sequel, maybe it'll go into a, that. Yeah, yeah, cop and a half. Um, new officer? No, I don't know. And uh, <laughs> try to think. She's eighteen now, so she just like rushed into the. She becomes a cop and at eighteen. Do cops even come? Uh, I don't know. I, I, they, I, I never looked into that, so I don't I know. I think that might be a little bit young. You might be like have to be at least 19, whatever. Anyway, so I don't know anything about that. Like, <laughs> but uh, um, but uh, she, uh, see, I'm trying to remember because there's a lot of, this movie kind of was like slow going for a while, and then it kind of picked up like at yeah. the last half hour or so. It did kind There of. wasn't a whole lot that actually happened in the movie. It, it, until, it, was, it was pretty much them going different things, yeah. to, and somehow the kid would show up um, throughout the thing. She would periodically complain about uh about the uh about the cop who is uh in the movie named uh simmons detective simmons um blue diamond phillips character she kept complaining about his eating habits and his health and stuff like that and tried to get him to drink smoothies and you know weird shit like that um yeah i was like why does she care so much about his health well i think she just basically kind of likes him yeah and the fact that her dad was a cop and he died right so she doesn't want this guy to die i guess and that's where i thought that hey they're gonna they're gonna set up the mom with him yeah and it kind of didn't pay off really i mean it, i guess you know it's kind of implied that maybe they're gonna start dating in a way though i guess it might be kind of a good thing because she already has a prior relationship with this guy than her mom does just kind of messed up you think about it that she knows the guy longer than her mom does and yeah but already, that happens a lot in i movies. don't well i know but they already had they've already developed like a certain kind of relationship but, but then being him being like a stepdad would be kind of a weird well i don't know thing. if it would be because i mean she was kind of adopting him as a father figure in a way you know yeah, like a, yeah i know but even I, though she was acting kind of motherly towards him in a way too even though she was the kid yeah but kind of, um <laughs> kind of weird. See, that's the whole, but yeah i guess she was kind I, of I i saw him. this one i i watched a part of it and then I don't remember what it was. There was some kind of review that I was watching on YouTube about it, and then I was getting tired. But some guy, that some some guy, his question, or was it one of them I read? I don't know. But I was reading some reviews of this movie and stuff, and somebody's like, "Were they in love?" No. That's what the guy was reading into it. it was like kind of kind of like a pedophilic thing, and I'm no. like, "You're stupid." That's where I was like, "Okay, you need help, man." Just trying to get likes. Or I think that's why I didn't read any longer or listen to the rest of it because People I just didn't to- agree with it. They they try to you know say stuff like that just to get views or whatever and it's like it's, yeah it's also like a lot of like people like edge lords like people who think they're so edgy and funny like they I noticed that like they have to take any story that's like whimsical or like childlike and they always have to make it like really really dark and like they think like that makes them all edgy like like there's one guy who came up with this really elaborate Harry Potter the- um, theory that that Harry actually didn't really go through all of that that he was abused by his aunt and uncle so much that he wouldn't Ima- imagine it's like you know it's yeah. like you have to like, i know they think they're being like oh this is so edgy but it's like i mean they're more, the only ones I that mean, think that way though. my thing is more power to them for using their imagination whatever yeah, but yeah, you know maybe you should just write your own book and <laughs> um <laughs> yeah you know maybe write a book where that actually happens to a kid where he you yeah. know yeah Hi, folks. This is Michael Lee Collin the second from the podcast that you're listening to right now, along with manager Matthew Haas. You got promoted? Yes. Damn it. Okay. Anyways, um, folks, uh, 
Do you like the show Superstore? I don't know. I asked the folks, and nobody's answering well, me. Because they're not here. Oh, we love damn it. it. Yeah, we love it, though. Okay, folks, if you like it as much as we do, you're really going to like the Super Story podcast, which is a podcast where Matthew and I go uh, episode by episode and give our little opinions and thoughts on it. Uh, sometimes we have guests. Sometimes we don't. Um, just depends on how we're feeling. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so if you like this podcast and like our little crazy banter... Then you should definitely check this out. Or I might get sad. And when I get sad, it gets pretty sad. Yeah, so I can't deal with him when he's sad. Yeah, no one can really. So um Yeah. So, so check out uh Super Story Podcast. Right here where you get this podcast, Super Story Podcast. But anyways, th- throughout this movie, the the neck the rest of the plot basically it plays out where we find out, okay, there's this uh computer geek that works at the uh at the um police station named Oliver. Um, he's helping them with the case and everything. And about five minutes after he appeared on screen, I was like, there's our killer <laughs> or not killer, killer. but our, yeah, he's not killing anybody, uh, but there, there, there's our prankster. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> I mean, he did try to kill people. What <laughs> it thing? seemed like he it. He had yeah. lasers on his, yeah. his um, drone. Uh-huh. So. And the lasers were blowing up everything, but somehow always missed actually hitting a human. Well, maybe he did that on purpose. Yeah. He maybe he didn't want to kill anybody. That's the other but, question. Yeah. How did he get lasers? How did he build laser weapons, or what were they? Well, he's he's smart. Well, I know, but what were they made out of? Lasers. But how do you use laser as a weapon? Um, I don't understand what that means. Well, lasers. Like, I know, but what are lasers? They're lasers. Exactly. See, everyone knows. <laughs> no, that's my point. Nobody knows what a laser actually is. They just say it, but no one can actually. And I, I don't. I can't either. I'm not. Putting myself on like a authoritarian. You know, I'm not a. I'm not a scientist. Either about so I don't know. Um, anyway, so he apparently made laser weapons or guns. Which yeah. Is okay. At one point, they were able to uh, stun um, Simmons' hands and make them uh, make them go numb. That's right. Yeah, he made his whole arms go numb. Actually. Yeah, and I, I thought that was actually kind of funny because then the that then the kid had to help him drive the car. Yeah, so that's how that's right. That's how she helped out because yeah. she was driving. We're jumping all over this fucking plot. <laughs> no, that's that's how she first got involved. That he got shot by the laser gun. Yeah. The Qzar gun. And, but that wasn't uh, when she first got involved. That was like when she was just showing up and that's helping. Right. Yeah. Okay. That was one of the many times that she just inserted many, herself into the case. Like she just knew well she knew because she took her dog's um bracelet that tracked where her dog was. It was called Here Girl. What was the name of the product here girl and then um she wow. put that in his car so she could track where he's going. She basically put a freaking tracking device in his car on a cop who de- a detective on the detective who doesn't notice this yeah he's a detective i don't know well it was implied that he was kind of like not taking his job very seriously at yeah. that point well i mean he was but in some ways yeah not. like like he really wanted to get this prankster that was like his fo- one like his one focus type of thing by the way just to give credit here the the uh, mom, Sarah Foley, was played by Gina Holden. I just want to give credit okay. to the different characters here. Um, and uh, she... <laughs> Sorry, folks. Um, she's uh, another Canadian actress, and she's been in movies like Saw 3D and Final Destination 3 and uh, Sand Sharks. Hmm. Sand Sharks. That's a movie, man. Uh, um, anyways. Uh, I'm guessing they swim through sand. They... Yeah, she was also in 
where was it? There was a movie that I definitely want to cover for a future episode of the show while we're doing these direct video sequels. She was in the Butterfly Effect 2, mm. which was a direct video sequel. Have you ever seen that one? I've actually seen it several times and I enjoy it. So I think I want to cover it for the show. Okay. Maybe it'll be a halfway decent movie to cover for this. Okay. It was a pointless movie to be made, but it was still enjoyable. <laughs> Anyways, um, so back to this. Okay, well, basically when he had the had the, the um, numb hands, she had to help him drive and everything. But, but back to Oliver. Mm. Okay, he's working at the station. He's a geeky guy. He, none, of the, none of the cops want to learn computers. Um, they do some research. They find out that there was that basically they 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 figure out that the uh, the um, bandit is this guy named Dewey, who was the uh, who was a recruit at the uh, at police the police force. Um, he got rejected because of some kind of psych evaluation or something mm-hmm. like that, and uh, wasn't able to uh, become a cop. Anyways, uh, Oliver figured that out, and they're trying to do this facial recognition software on there because when they open up his file, his face is all fucked up. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. So don't don't Anyways, um, the <laughs> trying to figure out uh, who he is, and uh, needless to say, it's Oliver. Anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he's the bad guy. Yeah, and by the way, he's the bad guy who I saw five minutes into the movie. Anyways, um. <laughs> As soon as he appeared on screen, I'm like, yep, he's the murderer, but not the murderer. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's the prankster. He's the prankster. But uh, the. Uh, yeah, so they, he sends them, he gives the address to the cops and sends them to this to the house and they're about to bust down the door. And it turns out it's the mayor's house. Yeah. The mayor who is played by um, Reese Alexander, who was also the head security guard in Bigger, Fatter, Liar, another movie we've covered on this podcast. Mm. So we have a connection <laughs> there. Yep. You know, because they, I think they were both shot in Canada. They so direct the video, like, yeah. the circuit. Yeah, the like, direct the video circuit. That's what he does. Okay. He, I don't then, know. He's a decent actor, yeah. but he's just, I don't know. He's, he's, he's been in a lot of, uh, he's been in some decent movies. He's in Fifty Shades of Grey. He's in, mm. uh, I mean, like, decent by, uh, I mean, by, like, I don't necessarily know if the movie's good because I never saw it, but I'm just <laughs> saying decent budgeted movies. He was in uh, he was in The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. He was in uh, The Day the Earth Stood Still. He's, I don't know, in a lot of, he's in the TV show Flash a couple times. So, yeah, anyways, he played a prison guard in one of the episodes, and he played a museum guard in a different episode. Wonder if it's the same character or if it's just <laughs> yeah. two guards in Central City both look the same. Anyways, um, <laughs> the the uh, so basically what happens is eventually they find the location where all of the uh, drones are located, and it ends up being a setup by Oliver. He wants to blow all of them up. Yeah, he goes from not wanting to kill anybody to almost blowing so, up all the cops. Yeah, like he. Just to prove he's better than them. And then they figure out that it's him while they're there. I don't even remember how they figured it out. He, um, Simmons, I forgot how his, he came to like the revelation or whatever, but. I think it was something somebody said or something. He ends up trying to call, uh, the kid. I forgot her name. Um, um. I always call her the kid. Karina or something. That's right, Karina. And she discovers it on her own, but then 
um, Oliver ends up like coming back, like I really wish you wouldn't have found that. That whole yeah, whole all, all of a sudden speech. his voice gets villainous. Like yeah, the whole villain speech, you know, like and then he holds her as hostage. Uh, there's a callback to when Simmons was saying that his partner or he, um, his partner once was, uh, what should we call it? He couldn't shoot his he partner. Couldn't, he couldn't shoot his partner or whatever. Or shoot, shoot, or shoot, 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 shoot the the villain to get his partner yeah. away or something. And Anyways. she tells him to shoot anyway, so he ends up shooting the computer instead, and the computer explosion knocks him back. Knocks back. Oliver to the ground, yeah. and then, um, yeah, and then, then you think everything's all safe and sound, and right, then they right. go to the, there's the Harvest Fest that they're going mm-hmm. to, and they go to this Harvest Fest parade, and while uh, Oliver's in custody, he's he, he's laughing maniacally, and then he uh, has a remote control uh, in his mouth. Which is interesting. Yeah. How how is he able to laugh? You can guys? laugh with something in your mouth. I mean, try it. Put a, put like a candy bar in your mouth. I don't and but try he to laugh. It's about the same size as a candy bar. Yeah, but it sounds muffled. His laugh didn't sound I muffled. Know. It sounded like a completely full laugh. Anyways, it, yeah. So. But but anyways, he, he was able to he was he was able to bring the biggest. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm talking Wayne Zelensky, tiki man, big. Yeah. Um, if you remember. Honey, we shrunk ourselves. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now that size of a drone. Yeah, it was huge. Really bad CGI. Oh or, yeah. Or it was, it was or whatever it is, or composite, whatever. It I don't was know just how, terrible. Yeah, it was just was. whatever and, it was. And you know, because I mean, basically, it made it look like the uh, the drone was the I don't know the size of Utah. Yeah, and it was, um, <laughs> it was huge. And yeah, yeah, it was bad. But. Uh, Anyways, they end up saving the day by using a uh, cannon that was uh, there from the veterans. Like a really old In the parade. Style. Yeah, an old style cannon. They needed to put more stuff into the thing to shoot it down. They ended up using the billy club mm-hmm. that uh, Karina's dad had given her before he died. Right. Or something. So she used and that. So to... she used that to destroy this and. You know, that was the one thing she had left from her dad. So it was all touching, and I wanted to cry. I felt sad. I'm like, really? There's, no, there's nothing left? God, My thing is, is like, uh, there were, like, trees around there and other yeah, they things. Could've, you could have put Well, they, were, they were, like, in the heat of the moment. They're yeah, trying to figure out what to do. Yeah, done it. something, oh. but I don't know. Anyways, for the movie, <laughs> it, it, it helped. Um, so then, you know, they saved the day, and everybody's happy. Except for Oliver. Yeah, because he was... Oliver's... Named, you know, now he's now he, he his one last yeah. chance to and i don't know if i was happy after watching the movie or not i was kind of i, I, mean, liked, was, it, I so liked it but it was like i don't know i didn't like it that much to be yeah I mean, I, it, was, I it was okay it, it was better than i expected maybe that's what the problem was is i liked it because it was better than i expected yeah. like i was expecting it to really 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 suck yeah and it only kind of sucked um <laughs> i mean it was okay yeah i, I mean it is what it is i mean it's a good movie for kids i'd recommend it to a kid yeah, like for a parent a of, to watch it. Um, there's no not a lot of bad words in it or anything like that. Yeah, I mean it's a good and like like I said before, it, what it reminded me of is a middle of the road Disney movie from the '90s, but shot in the two in the in the uh, in the you know 2017-18 era. Yeah, yeah, um, you know, with better technology, basically, like drones. Um, interesting things here. We've got Principal Miller in the film was played by the great Wallace Shawn. <laughs> You know, people may know from Princess Bride, among mm-hmm. other things. You know, he's one of my favorite people on the planet, and people also might know him from my dinner with Andre. Mm-hmm. 
<coughs> which is That's a good movie an too. amazing movie. Yeah. Um, if you have not seen that, go go like stream it or rent it or whatever the kids are doing these days. Um, Just watch it. Yeah, watch it somehow. For for a while, it yeah. was free on YouTube. Yeah, like someone just uploaded, uploaded it. I don't the know if it's... it might be. Yeah, but it's it's one of the most amazing, s- simple, subtle movies where it's just two guys talking for like two hours. That's all it is. But it's it's so engrossing. Yeah. Um. Anyways, a uh, little bit of other trivia and stuff that we can uh, throw out here is uh, the mugshot photos of the uh, previous recruits seen in the film are all members of the crew. Oh, okay. Yeah. Several of the crew members also appear as background extras. Um, here, according to one of my new favorite uh, sites, uh, Awful Movies, I don't know, uh, you can just look it up, just go up awful movies.wikia.com. Um, you can find some great little things or whatever on there. They, they've got a thing, you know, and they say why this movie sucks, in their opinion. It's a poor story. The pointless cameo by Wallace Shawn is the principal. Uh. Um, which I was like, how is that pointless? I mean, it wasn't really even a cameo. It he wasn't didn't because lines. he didn't play himself. One yeah. And yeah. Well, the thing is, you don't have to play yourself oh, to be okay. a cameo. You can make a cameo in a movie, but okay. play somebody else. But cameos are usually like limited to like less than a minute of screen time. Um, I I mean, they say that it, had, it, it lacked the charm of the original film. Having not seen the original film in a while, I kind of. I thought this was kind of charming. I mean, whatever. It had, it had its things. Um, yeah, they used the same tagline as the first movie. One kid's fantasy, one cop's nightmare. Wow. Yeah. Um, they say and one of their things is like none of the stars from the first movie appear in this film, but that happens in most directed video sequels nowadays. So um, they say that the child protagonist is arguably more annoying than the original which I don't know um say there's a pointless opening narration by Karina there's a unfunny quotes oh god well yeah yeah that um, (laughs) yeah like Principal Miller stating that he hates his own voice another one that we liked it's okay there was this like uh (laughs) informant who sold like uh bags and stuff on the street his name was Slim and at one point, after they meet him, Karina says to uh, Simmons, uh, "Do you want to do the honors here, Matt?" With a great quote. Uh, sure. They're you know talking about like you know that sometimes it's good to like know like people like like people who are yeah. like criminals, I guess, because they can like let you know about. Like, and she goes, "Well." That's that slim did seem shady. No, no, it was slim is definitely shady. It's like that's what she said. And yeah. then she even pauses, like 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 she's like like waiting get for, it, get wait, it, you waiting know, for the laughter. And yeah, to the laughter that never came. And then um, yes, it's like when you're in a sitcom and the, there is laughter there, but like you know, if you take the laughter out of a sitcom, it's really not funny. Um, yeah, like I've seen that before. There's lots of interesting videos on YouTube about a show. It's immensely popular, and they just put vacuum cleaner sounds or yeah, you know, no, and it really just shows the well, it shows the I guess the the daftness and the, the coldness of of what the show actually is. It makes the show really depressing. <clears throat> yeah, 
And we won't say what show no, that is, Big no. Bang Theory. Anyways, um, <laughs> the, uh, so, uh, you know yeah. what, though, Kyra, my, we almost, yeah, sound, we almost sound like the people we were talking about earlier that hate things. <laughs> we sound like those guys right oh, now. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, about the pumpkin spice. Oh, yeah, we, like, we, we were talking sound... earlier today, um, we, we, before we were recording, we were just talking about the fact that we kind of hate people that hate pumpkins. People, there's a lot of times around the Halloween era where a time where uh, people make fun of you know what like basic bitches who like uh, who, who like pumpkin spice and stuff like that. I don't like pumpkin spice and I don't really care. But my thing is, is I'm not going to chastise some woman or man who are liking pumpkin spice. Right. But it seems like on social media, people find it hilarious to make fun of those people. Those people that find it hilarious actually annoy me more than the people yeah, that actually it are goes on for like four fucking months. It's yeah, and like, it's like, ugh. and everybody thinks that they're so original when they say this, and the thing is, people have been saying this since like 2012, and it's like, okay, we get it. it it's not funny anymore. So thinking we almost sound like those We do. We're talking about the big main thing. But. <laughs> oh, well. But the thing is, basic bitches like the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> oh. So, anyways, um... <laughs> Hey, folks, this is uh, Michael E. Cullen II um, from the podcast that you're listening to right now, along with Matthew Haas. We just wanted to tell you about our great, great podcast Super. called Super. It's called All Too Real. And on that show, what, what do we do, Matt? We, we watch biopics and then we talk about whether or not the movie matched up with the real story or not. So we. That's we, a lot we, more exciting than that, though. Yeah. So, 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 so we. We analyze the real story and the real story. Get it? Get it? Real. You know? Yeah, they're spelled differently, yeah. folks. You can guess which one I said which way. Uh-huh. Anyways, um, so uh, sometimes we have a guest, sometimes we don't. Um, but we uh, talk about great, great, uh, great movies like uh, Shattered Glass yes. and The Social Network and uh, A Futile and Stupid Gesture, among others. Um, those are some of the ones that we've covered so far, and uh, we're going to cover a lot more. So uh, please uh, subscribe on. Stitcher, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you uh, find your great, fun podcasts. And be sure to share it with your friends. Do it. Do it. Do it. And make sure you're not afraid to get all too real. Bye-bye. A respectable minister takes charge and leads head-on. Minister Dabble Trike may be the foremost politician of textiles. As a minister, I have the utmost sensitivity to these situations, and if anyone's sensibilities were harmed, I would have sensed it. But his petty ambitions will almost certainly lead us to unknown danger. How dare you, sir? Unknown danger has its potential for profit. It's exotic. You can hear Minister Trike and his antics in the radio comedy Magus Elgar. Visit Magus Elgar com to download your copy today. <laughs> I'm just joking. Okay, if you like that show, more power to you. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, whatever makes you happy. Yeah. Um, you know, Chuck Lorre is a great writer. He oh, wrote he, he wrote the theme song to uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon. Um, That's a good show. Yes, and, and he wrote several episodes of a lot of uh, of like Muppet Babies and some other things too. But yeah, I didn't see those. But yeah, he he wrote a lot of uh, '80s cartoons, um, oh. which I found really weird. But anyways, but he wrote the theme song. You know, Heroes in a Half Shell. It's all him, man. It's all him. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, um, so uh, some of the redeeming qualities of this movie is that that I find really cool is this. Like I said before, this is not a rehash of the first movie. No, it's, not. it's actually an original plot. Um, the uh, in in the and according to the the awful movie, uh, Wikia, they uh, 
they say the idea of having an evil cop in the film was, or whatever you want to call him, a guy that works with the police, um, was pretty creative, which wasn't part of the first movie, obviously. And uh, it's funny because earlier they say that uh, Karina might be more annoying, but then they say that Karina isn't as rude as Devon is in the first movie. Or Devin or Devon, whatever he is. I can't See, remember. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember it either. Um, I thought that he wasn't that rude. I thought, yeah. I thought it was like Burt Reynolds was the one that was like rude to him because he yeah. didn't want to have to like take care of him basically. Like, and they say they say that Simmons is a cool cop. Um, they say that the drones were an interesting tactic that our villain used. They were interesting. Bad CGI, but interesting. Yeah. Um, and then they said that they thought that Lulu Wilson was a good actress. She was decent as, yeah, as Karina. Right. Um, yeah, and like I said, I mean, I, I would recommend this to, like, kids and stuff like that. Um, I'd like to, I mean, one, one thing I'd like to hear, um, if you want to uh, if you want to email us at all2real2 at gmail.com, I would really like to hear what, you know, this or any of our previous episodes, like, what our fans are, you know, or if anybody is listening to our show. I'm going to call you a fan, even if you're not. <laughs> if you're just listening to the show, you're automatically a fan, okay? Yeah, so. Yeah. I hate, I hate to break it to you. Live with it. Yeah, anyways, um... You just like you know, email us. Let us know what you thought of the show. I mean, not this, not our show, but our thought of this movie. I mean, um, just let us know if you would recommend it to anybody. What about you, Matt? Would you recommend it? Yeah, I think to like some kids. Yeah. Or like even like teachers, like when they show a movie sometimes. Like oh class, yeah, like when you have that free period in class or something. They, you they could, this would be a safe movie to <coughs> show. I think. Yeah, it'd be great. It'd be better than the fact that when I was in grade school two different years in a row we watched mac and me <laughs> two years in a row not just once not one not just once did we have to see the generic et movie we had to see it two years in a row mac and me wow have you ever seen mac and me uh i don't i probably when i was a kid is paul Rudd in there i've heard that he's in there. no he's not Oh, that was a joke. That's a joke that that Conan does all the time. And he would always show that. Instead of showing a clip from one of Paul's movies, he'll show this clip from Mac and Me. Mac and Me, I I mean, has a. I used actually did used to like the movie a little bit when I was younger, but it's such a rip off of ET. It's not funny. Yeah. And um, but, anyways, that's for another show. Some other time, we may watch Mac and Me and talk about it. It'd be fun. Every yeah, every time I, I I even hear of Mac and Me. I literally think of Mac and Cheese because in Friends, Joey was in a show. Oh, yeah, Mac and Cheese. So, but it's actually, so if I even hear the phrase yeah. Mac and Me, I literally get hungry for Mac and Cheese. It's like, well, if you watch the movie, you may get hungry for McDonald's because it's pretty much sponsored oh, by McDonald's. Okay. It seems like that. I mean, even the movie's called Mac. And um, <laughs> wow. and there, there's a whole dance sequence in a McDonald's and a birthday party and stuff, what? too. It's, 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 Ronald McDonald appears in the movie. Oh, my God. Yeah, so it's it's um, it's one great advertisement, man. Yeah, kind of like the wizard. Oh or yeah, the where wi- the wi- uh, yeah the wizard with uh with Fred Savage like and Nintendo pretty much it was like a, just a commercial for Nintendo. And... Yeah, Fred Savage and the beautiful Jenny Lewis. Oh yeah, yeah Jenny Lewis. I from, don't know. Yeah. She 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 was in um, um, she, she was in uh, um, Rilo R- R- uh. Yeah. The band. Um, oh, Ryle Kylie. Yeah. Oh, it's her? She's the lead singer of that oh, okay. band. Yeah, and cool. uh, I just blanked on their name all of a sudden. I'm like, they're one of my favorite bands yeah, of all time, really and good. I just blanked on them. Yeah, but no, she was the lead singer in that, and she's got her own 
you know, solo stuff and everything, you know, if you have not checked her out, just look up Jenny Lewis. And I mean, she's beautiful too. Oh man, I don't even remember a girl in the movie. In in the wizard? No, no. Yeah, it's like the main girl in the. She's oh. on the she's on the poster and everything. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's Jenny Lewis back when she was an actress because she was a child actress growing up. She okay. was in she was in other movies like Troop Beverly Hills and um, you know stuff like that. And she was on some episodes of uh, Golden Girls and she was on the TV show Brooklyn Bridge, which was an amazing show too. But anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, you can tell a little bit. I kind of have a crush on her. That's fine. She was one of my first crushes as a kid, and I still think she's amazing. Anyways, um, so yeah, Jenny Lewis, if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> I'd be more than happy to interview you for yeah, this. Yeah. I'm not really creepy, I swear. No, he's not. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for the vote of confidence. <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah, just because I know things. But you know what? I'm, I'm so uncreepy that I forgot the name of your band. Yeah. <laughs> I, am I helping at all here, Matt? No, I mean, yeah, you're, you're okay. You're not helping, but you're not hurting either. Okay, good. So it's not really... I mean, you're just filming space. And time. I just don't want to get a restraining order. No, I mean, like, you know, I, I filed doubt, against no. me from, not from like Jenny Lewis dude, or something. Yeah, you're not like that dude um, who was um, uh, had a restraining order filed against him. Who was a uh, huge fan of Tiffany, the musician. Oh, really? He was this. They actually had this. They actually made a documentary about this two two like super fans of of this the singer actress or whatever Tiffany. Tiffany yeah, and um, one of them. Was a guy who was uh, had Asperger's, and the only reason why I say that oh. is because that's kind of like a, one of the main things that's mentioned in the documentary. It's like his syndrome. Like uh, he became like super super obsessed with her. Yeah, and um, for some reason he had the idea to come to her shows. One of her shows like in the late '80s, and in his mind, he he was doing this as like a like a gift, like a like a show of his appreciation, and he brought a samurai sword. To the concert, and he was going to present it to her as a gift. Oh wow! Out of respect, guy's not Asian, not not of any Japanese descent, or neither is she, yeah. as far as I know. So, if you know, understandably, um, the police, you know, weren't sure of his intentions because he goes, "Oh well, in traditional Japanese culture, it's a sign of respect to give someone a sword." It's like, yeah, yeah, but we're not living in traditional Japanese culture, so and neither of you have any of like heritage of that and you're not really uh, practicing of that heritage so <laughs> it's kind of no one would really assume that that's why you're bringing a sword to a concert dude anyway so you're not like that dude so you know and she yeah she had to put a restraining order against him because she thought that he was gonna like try well, to yeah. head off or something like that it makes sense but in his mind he's like no I'm just gonna give her a sword it's like when you say give her a sword you mean no I mean like I was actually gonna give her a sword yeah and by that no I mean like, yeah yeah literally Present Just her. give it to her as a gift. Well, you know, it's, yeah. So he tried that. They confiscated the sword, I guess. And, well, yeah. And um, but yeah, he, he that I understand. I I I've so never like that. No. See, I've never even been to one of her concerts. No, you're not. So, you're so not, yeah, don't have to worry. And he he yeah. go to like every one of her concerts for a while. And um, but with that said, Tiffany, if you'd like to be on our show yeah, too, like yeah, that, yeah, uh, yeah, we're, we're not like that guy either. In that no, show. no, you you could be on our show, or uh, you know, if you'd like to, you know. Talk to us over the phone she still or something. Plays. She still plays. Oh yeah, I know concerts. she's still popular, and 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 you know, but but more importantly, Jenny Lewis, if you'd like to be <laughs> yeah. on the show, <laughs> wait, I'm not coming off too no, creepy. No, well, I, yeah, 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 maybe no, just. No, no. Uh, but that that documentary is insane, man. We I'll, should watch it sometime. I'll have to check that it's out. It's called. It's called. I think we're alone now. Oh, okay, that makes sense because of the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's just it's wild. I mean, it's a little bit. I think they kind of, I think they kind of play up the whole like, 
oh, you get the guy's Asperger's like as a joke kind of thing, which I don't think that's is not appropriate. Good. And also, one the other person is like a transgender person. They made fun of that too. So I was like, yeah. So you you brought ableism and transphobia into one documentary, but yeah. but the documentary itself is still pretty interesting, nonetheless. So, but Abel was the better son than Cain. <sighs> wow. <laughs> so, anyways, um, we're gonna um end on that really bad joke. Um, you know, yeah, be sure to, you know, check us out at uh, CullenPark.com, follow us on social media and all that good stuff. Um, you know, you can send us money if you want. Um, yeah. if you want to want us to keep doing this stuff. Um, you know, or if you want to send us money and make us stop, I mean, I'll take well, the money. No, wait, I, I no. Stop I don't want to stop. So 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 if only send us money if you want us to continue. Yeah. You know. And like, you know, just But email me at mike at CullenPark.com if you want to just send me money. Oh, I see. Wait, I'm sorry. Not, yeah, just just to him personally. <laughs> yeah. And um, you know, but yeah, you know, so um, cool. So yeah, cool. Um, anyways, uh, until we meet again. Yeah. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to All Too Real Two podcast, a Cullen Park production, produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Haas. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at CullenPark.com. Two, three, four.